0: Instacart and Klaviyo price IPOs at diminished valuations, Google pledges $20 million to create a fund for developing best practices for responsible AI, and Andreessen Horowitz has been sued for discrimination by one of its former startup co-founders. I'm Jackson Fordyce, and this is Venture Daily. Instacart has just priced its IPO at a fourth of what the company was valued just two years ago. The American Delivery Service plans to sell 22 million shares, priced between $26 and $28, and its IPO likely to go public next week. This values the company at $9.3 billion, fully diluted, and over 75% decrease in valuation from its last round of private funding in 2021, when its valuation was $39 billion. Clavio, another big startup IPOing soon, also listed share prices that will make its valuation draw, but only by about 5%. Clavio plans to sell 19.2 million shares priced between $25 and $27. This gives the company a $9 billion valuation compared to its previous private funding valuation of $9.5 billion. Despite lower valuations, it's clear that both Instacart and Clavio plan to move forward with their IPOs, indicating confidence in the public markets and retail investors to invest even if prices are lower than anticipated. To offer insight into Instacart's slash valuation heading into its IPO, I spoke with Tim Draper. Hi, I'm Tim Draper, and
1: I'm a venture capitalist with Draper Associates. I also started a school, Draper University, and I started a show called Meet the Drapers, which you should all watch because it's hilarious.
0: Tim, Instacart's share price puts its valuation at only $9.3 billion fully diluted, which is significantly down from its $39 billion valuation it had in its last private round in 2021, and also below a recent internal valuation of $13 billion. What has happened between Instacart's last valuation and now that has required the company to take such a diminished valuation? Yeah,
1: that, well, that must have been quite a negotiation with those people who paid $31 billion market cap. But on the other hand, I think people are understanding that uh, valuations go, go up when interest rates go down, and valuations go down when interest rates go up. And if our irresponsible government keeps spending, interest rates are going to keep going up. So I hope uh, Instacart continues to succeed because I really like the
0: service. Do you think Instacart and Klaviyo are pricing for a pop to prompt favorable headlines?
1: Oh, I think that would be certainly helpful but i think we're in the doldrums of the ipo market and i don't think the window is opening up anytime soon but maybe maybe this encourages more of the individual investor to come back into the market and maybe they are pricing low so that they get a pop
0: historically do startups that file for an ipo usually offer shares at a price that diminishes their valuations
1: no um not not historically now, when you go from a bull market where the private uh, valuations were super, super high to a bear market, then you, there's always some serious adjustment that has to happen. And that's what, that's what we're going through now.
0: Tim, do you think we'll continue to see companies approach the IPO market cautiously through the end of the year?
1: Well, institutions stay in the market pretty much through thick and thin um the individual investor usually wants to make sure that the water's warm before they jump in and uh when they do though it changes the whole nature of the marketplace um where the institutional investor is is looking at the the p e ratios and the cash flows of the business and the discounted cash flow over a long period of time the individual investor has a better sense for the the brand, the pizzazz, the something that those companies operate with. And that's, uh, you know, that's where companies like Tesla and Coinbase and, you know, they have great brands and those brands are of great value. And that's
0: where the individual investor will point. That was Tim Draper, venture capitalist, founder and managing partner of Draper Associates. Really enjoyed speaking with you today, Tim. Oh, my
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: Google has recently announced its Responsible AI Fund that will invest $20 million into ensuring AI tech is developed responsibly. The goal of Google's Digital Future Project is to discuss and answer hot topic questions in AI, such as, quote, how AI impacts global security, how it will affect the labor market, and how governments can use AI to boost productivity and economic growth. The fund will support academic and nonprofit institutions who work towards advancing these ends and has already invested in the Aspen Institute, Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, and MIT Work of the Future, among others. Google's new initiative is the latest effort by a tech giant to self-regulate as conversations about best practices for AI responsibility increase. To discuss Google's new AI project and fund, I spoke with Kamakshi Savaramakrishnan.
2: Hi, this is Kamakshi Sivaramakrishnan, founder and CEO of a secure data collaboration company called Samuha.
0: Kamakshi, are you encouraged by big tech's public posture towards AI so far? It seems like the big players want to approach the technology responsibly.
2: Look, I think uh, certainly encouraged in the sense that many of these uh, big players and big tech are at least kind of signaling intention to do the right thing. But all of it comes down to exactly the product level. That's where, you know, stuff matters. At The product level is when, whenever there's a trade-off between kind of risk and value Companies always veer towards making uh, decisions around value rather than risk. So, look, why we are encouraged, there is certainly a lot more to understand how transparently these companies are going to implement kind of practices of responsibility at the product level.
0: Do you think Google's Digital Futures project will have a considerable impact on developing AI best practices here in the United States?
2: I, look, I think there will be many other, many companies, Microsoft and sort of their posture, Microsoft. From nowhere became as kind of a primary contender and player in AI. Uh, so it's not just Google, but I think it's going to be a collective of between Microsoft, Google, every company, even some of the big players like Apple, AWS, et cetera, as they think about data enabled within the cloud, data enabled on the consumer side, and how some of the how they are incorporating data. And AI within their own product lines and services and technologies, it's not going to be Google alone. It's going to be a bunch of these, you know, big tech players, because that's where most of the consumer touch points exist. So it's going to be an effect of uh, uh, all of these rather than just Google alone.
0: Kamakshi, do you think the U.S. government will partner with Google's Digital Futures Project once Congress eventually considers regulation for AI?
2: Congress should certainly hear... Uh, from a technology perspective from a, from a from a methodology perspective from a science perspective should absolutely partner with every one of the big tech players to understanding more because regulation in this kind of new emerging area (laughs) is very difficult, especially when you think about our politicians. How much do they really kind of process and understand kind of technology and what's possible out of it? Look at the amount of spook level that was created with kind of the first generation of chatbots and open AI, et cetera, that came about. Like there's some of that that has turned out to be true. A lot of it is just kind of, you know, speculation in terms of what's probably true maybe, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. So kind of moving away from fear factor, being more kind of, you know, product toothpaste and technology toothpaste, which is absolutely essential for Congress to partner with Big Tech, which is including Google as
0: well. That was Kamakshi Savaramakrishnan, founder and CEO of Samuha. Thanks so much for joining the show again, Kamakshi.
2: Thank you very much,
0: Jackson. VC firm Andreessen Horowitz faces a fraud and discrimination lawsuit from a co-founder of one of its former portfolio companies called Run the World. Run the World is an event management software platform, co-founded by Xiaoyan Chu and Xiang Zheng, the latter of whom is suing A16Z, Run the World, and her former co-founder, Chu. According to an Axios article, Run the World was struggling to keep its business relevant post-pandemic. Chu wanted the business to pivot, and Jiang was considering leaving altogether. After the co-founders could not agree to separation terms, Jiang decided to leave Run the World in April, take her shares with her, and start a new company called Mistletoe AI, leaving a short resignation letter that she sent to A16Z partner Connie Chan. Fast forward two months, and Run the World sues Jiang for, quote, computer fraud, breach of contract, and breach of fiduciary duty, as well as making changes to an internal domain that costs outages to both internal systems and customer-facing products. In August, Jiang sued Run the World, Chu, and A16Z for discrimination. She claims A16Z and Chu forced her out of the company mainly due to availability issues related to a medical complication with her pregnancy, Jiang also claims that A16Z, quote, coerced her into resigning to expedite the sale of Run the World to Eventmobi. In her resignation letter to A16Z, Jiang did not mention discrimination. Chu has since abandoned pivot plans for Run the World, and there are no employees that still work for the company. The once valued at $60 million startup is now likely to wind down operations and distribute shares to shareholders. While it's not uncommon for startups to fail, Axios' Dan Primack writes that litigation like this is fairly unusual. Thanks for tuning in to Venture Daily. Today's show is produced by Josiah Simons and Jackson Fordyce. Our theme song was created by Benjamin Cook. If you like today's episode, please give us an honest review wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see y'all tomorrow morning.